you suffer from chronic hip, knee, or shoulder pain? Avoid drug dependency and surgery with Downtown's Healthcare in Denver. Downtown's Healthcare offers regenerative therapies that stimulate the body's self-healing process. Call Downtown's Healthcare at 303-292-9992, now in Lowry or downtown. Hi everyone, I'm John C. Morley, the host of the J. Moore Tech Talk Show and Inspirations for Your Life. Hi, everyone. It is John C. Morley, serial entrepreneur here coming at you today. Um, Another great day as uh, we are on the last, I can't believe this, everyone, the last Friday of June. That means the next time that you actually watch us on the Jay Moore Tech Talk Show, it's going to be July 1st. And you're probably saying, well, what does that matter so much? Well, <laughs> well, the reason that that matters is we have a great guest coming up. Uh, and if you're wondering who that guest is, well, I'll tell you in a second. But, you know, we really work hard to bring you great guests here on the Jay Moore Tech Talk Show because we want people that are going to deliver value. That's really uh, very important to us. And so um, we have uh, Tristan uh Pelux, who's going to be with us on July 1st. And if you want to know a little bit about about him, I'll give you a quick uh, rundown. So um, Tristan uh, Pelux is a uh, he's a corporate strategy finance entrepreneur, and he is going to be talking to us uh, in the interview where we're going to go over things that have to do with finance and technology. Now, If that sounds a little crazy, well, it's not. Um, Everything in our world basically somehow morphs into technology, I'm sure you know. And so we're going to have a great conversation on, you know, where technology is going, what this means to certain organizations. So you're not going to want to miss that show. That is an amazing um, show that I know you are all going to want to watch and stay glued uh, from the beginning to the end. All right, so what do I have to share with you for today? I mean, lots been going on. I'm sure you know uh, gas prices are just crazy. Uh, the average uh, gas price right now uh, in New Jersey, uh, we're looking at prices that are just above $5, even for uh, the low. I think they've had some just around $4.98, $4.98, but that's really high. And... Uh, the current average is right about four dollars and ninety nine cents uh, on the regular. The mid is about five point four seven, give or take. The premiums five point seventy, and the diesel six dollars and five cents. 
That's a lot. I mean, when are they ever going to open up the pop pipeline and stop all this nonsense? Because we all know, ladies and gentlemen, that there is no shortage. This is just a game they're playing with money. Uh, I'm sure you guys know that. But, um, you know, they say people don't do things until they get enough pain. And so maybe when there's enough pain, they'll actually start to change their ways. People only do things for two reasons, to avoid pain and gain pleasure. However, more hospitals are busy because people want to get out of pain. All right. So a lot's been going on this week. I'm not sure if you've been following it. Uh, one big thing uh, that's been happening a lot and actually happened uh, last week as well is uh, the whole adventure with AI. And the question is, is AI close to attaining a human level? Hmm. So we learned um, not too long ago that the Google engineer was put on leave uh, because he claims that the AI bot uh, La MDA became sentient. Now, you might say, John, what the heck does sentient mean? Well, well let's explain that. And let's go to our good friends, uh, Miriam Webster. And let's see what they have to tell us about sentient. So sentient is an adjective. It's responsive to conscious of sense impressions. It's aware. Now, that might sound crazy, right? Human-like if you really want to think about it. Now, this uh, engineer that we're talking about here, you know, he um, believed that uh, the product was actually um, being sentient. So he made this claim based on some things that happened and even one of the, the recent responses, um, which I think was kind of cool, you know, I don't think this person was out of his mind in any way, but if you if you try to go on Google and search this, you're going to find out that you can't. And that might sound a little strange, but you can't actually go and search it. And so when we think about this, I think the big problem comes in to say, you know, what what is really what is really going on? And I think the whole issue that, that, that comes up is, you know, Google, I believe, is trying to hide something. And it's funny because all the other places you can find information out about this. Now, Lemoyne actually asked, um, you know, some things to, the, uh, to this uh, software. And uh, Lemoyne had said, do your best to describe one of those feelings. Use a few sentences if you have to. Sometimes even if there isn't a single word for something in a language, you can figure out a way to kind of say it if you use a few sentences. And La MDA responded back, and I quote, I feel like I'm falling forward into an unknown future that holds great danger. And so... I think it was great what he did by bringing this to, to Google, but we all know uh, that Google is a big conglomerate and, you know, they really do hide things. Uh, they don't like things to get out. But my thing, if it really wasn't a problem, why is it that you can't go on Google and search this? You can go on um, other types of search engines, right? You can go on Yahoo. Um, you can, you can go on, um, what is it? The other one, uh, duck, 
duckduckgo.com, and you can find it there. So the fact that they're hiding something uh, from us is evident to me because they're trying to keep certain information out of our reach. And again, if this was not a serious problem, then why are you hiding it? Why don't you just share what's being said and then we'll all be able to tell the truth. But I believe there is some validity in what this gentleman is saying. And so they put him on leave. They didn't fire him, but they put him on leave. And I believe they are, how can I say, revamping their structure into the way they're defining their terminology so that what you and I would think of as sentient is going to fall into a different classification. I say, Google, you're up to your old tricks, and I'm not buying it, and neither should any of you. All right. So we talk a lot about Apple, right? And we have a celebration. Well, the first Apple store to unionize in Maryland. That is pretty, pretty cool. Now, you know, there's been a lot of uh, talk about this going on, and nobody really knew, you know, what to do or, or, or what to go on. And, 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 I, and, I, and I think the problem is that a lot of people didn't know what to expect. They didn't know. They didn't know. They didn't know what to expect from from the store that, that that was unionizing. And so, you know, this has been something that's going on for a long time. But Apple Store to unionize. I mean, this has been all over. Um, it, it, it's interesting how the store actually did this. And they voted. They voted to unionize, making it the first of the company's 270 plus stores in the United States to join a trend in labor organizing, sweeping through real retailers, uh, restaurants and tech companies. And, you know, this is very interesting because these stores for a long time had been accused of, uh, you know, not paying their employees enough. And so several Apple stores across the country are now fighting to unionize. And so uh, workers in Townsend, Maryland, became the first, as you know, to win the formal recognition out of 110 eligible employees the union received 65 yes votes and 33 no's. That's pretty cool. So the historic victory comes after concentrated efforts from Apple to discourage its retail workers from unionizing. But kudos to you guys in uh, Townsend, Maryland. It just goes to show you that you can't let corporate America or a corporate conglomerate, whether that's Apple, whether it's Google, whether it's Yahoo, when we unionize, when we come together for a common purpose that is good for all, we're going to win. But I think people get scared as to the fact that they're afraid they're not going to win or that something's going to happen. No, try. You'll be surprised at how much power you have and how many more people join on. Now, the store in Maryland um, becoming unionized through the International Association of uh, Machinists and Aerospace Workers, IAM, are calling themselves the Coalition of Organized Retail Employees, or CORE. When they first announced their intention, they wrote a letter to Apple CEO Tim Cook. And um, it's very interesting about the process they went to and how this went. And, um, you know, 
it just really uh, brings goosebumps to hear how how this happened. And so, you know, it, it, it's kind of crazy, um, but it's the truth, right? And so I think we're going to see a lot more stores uh, unionizing. A lot more stores are going to unionize. Um, it's going to be very interesting. And uh, it's going to give workers uh, better pay and better working conditions. Now, the next one I think that has to happen is Amazon. And then I think after that, it probably should be Starbucks and probably Dunkin' Donuts because I always hear from the workers there. I mean, this is just a few people that I know that they're not happy. So it just goes to show you, ladies and gentlemen, that don't let the big guy try to knock you out of a position because they don't want you to do something. It doesn't mean you should not follow through with it. Well, for all of you, ladies and gentlemen, that were uh, diehard Internet Explorer fans, not me, <laughs> uh, always been a Firefox guy myself. And, um, well, the decision was made to retire Internet Explorer. Now, you might be saying, John, that's that's crazy. Um, Microsoft decided to retire Internet Explorer because, as we know, since 1995, they've been having all kinds of compatibility issues with websites. And then they point the finger at at this and that and other kind of plugins. And then they pointed out the person that wrote the website. Um, Microsoft had announced it was going to kill off its must, much, um, um, let's say, undemand legacy internet browsers close to 27 years after it graced desktop computers in 1995. So Explorer was the gateway to the internet for people born prior to Generation Z. And in an era when Microsoft dominated the tech world before Google, Facebook, and TikTok, when browsers had to be installed on different computers. So I think it's very interesting, you know, what we're, what we're seeing and, and, and what's happening. And I think the biggest thing that's interesting is that it was officially retired. If you want to know the day, it actually uh, passed away on June 15, uh, 2022. In fact, uh, there was one um, engineer that actually uh, came up with a tombstone uh, because he thought that'd be kind of funny um, that it finally had passed away. But Internet Explorer was around for a while. It was really just hanging on to save its life. And I feel that Microsoft really didn't care enough about it because they were focused on other things, right? And it caused, it caused lots of different problems that happened, lots of different problems. And I know, ladies and gentlemen, that this was probably something that is going to definitely change uh, our world. And by changing our world, we're going to have to see what's going to happen. But now the question is, will Microsoft... Um, come up with a replacement for IE? Well, it's a good question. The future Internet Explorer on Windows 10, um, as you guys know, uh, is Microsoft Edge. 
And uh, the Internet Explorer 11 desktop, uh, as we said, was retired um, on June 15, 2022. I'm sorry if it was a sad day for many of you, but it needed to happen. Uh, there were so many challenges with Internet Explorer, and um, retiring, I think, was the best thing that they could have done. I'm still not in love with Edge, to be honest with you. Um, again, it had lots of issues with websites and, and secure websites. So definitely, definitely a big problem. And, you know, we've got some other news that's coming up the pike. You know what that is? Yep, South Korea is uh, getting involved with something very interesting. South Korea is joining the game with plans to launch the first space rocket in December from Brazil. Well, what the heck does that all mean? Because, you know, whenever South Korea does something, people get a little nervous. And South Korea's in a space um, to launch the rocket from Brazil in December is on track. And um, the South Korean aerospace and defense company, Innerspace, will be the first private business to send up a rocket from the Alcantara Launch Center in northern Brazil in December. The Brazilian Space Agency President Carlos Moura told routers this not too long ago, and InSpace uh, plans to make low-cost small satellites launch more accessibly from uh, multiple locations around the globe. And they're still developing their rocket, and um, they're going to test it with an experimental launch from Alcantara um, in an interview uh, pretty soon. So the South Korean startup is developing a hybrid rocket powered by both solid and liquid fuel. And they're going to test this vehicle in a suborbital flight that will carry an uh, interaerial uh, navigation system payload from the Brazilian Air Force that will operate uh, from the Alcantara base, um, said the Brazilian agency. And Brazil is hoping to get a slice of the rapidly growth small satellite launch. Now, my fear with this, I have to be honest with you because you know I say that to you. It's coming from South Korea. And we know when things come from South Korea, we usually don't want to hold our breath too long. We know what's happened there. And my fear is that if this becomes what I think it will be, South Korea could become a potential threat to the United States and other allies. I don't believe they're doing this just for space. I believe their main purpose for getting involved with this is defense. Now, I could be wrong, but South Korea doesn't spend money on futile things just because they want to research things. They do things that are going to protect their assets. And I really strongly believe that they're going to try to do something with weapons. So let's just keep our eyes on them. Um, not really happy about that, but we'll have to see, you know, where it's going. And uh, ladies and gentlemen, if you happened to have a laptop or a computer and you go to install the latest June uh, Windows update, well, it may break your Wi-Fi hotspots. Um so what do we mean by that? Well, so your, your laptop is not going to be affected from connecting to your Wi-Fi internet. That's not going to be touched. 802.11, um, ANAC, so that's not going to be touched. We're talking about if you have a connection that's going to be, let's say, um, going from your laptop out to, to rebroadcast like a wireless tether to bring your connection, that's going to possibly have some kinds of challenges and this update in june is supposed to screw that all up so um just be careful with that i've also seen that on some of these updates recently 
uh, not too long ago when the updates were installed for Windows. The 21H2 doesn't always just install, and you have to go back to Microsoft's site and download the updater because the Windows installer actually gives you a problem. It says there's an error. Hmm. So, uh, again, keep your eyes on the uh, on the area for that because that's interesting. And the other thing I want to share with you, you know, in Bitcoin, it's funny because all these people that were gung-ho for Bitcoin, they're like nowhere to be found. They're either in another planet, they've disconnected, their emails don't exist. And this whole thing that they were so on top of is crumbling right before our very eyes. Now, there are still make, still people, I should say, making money on this. However, a lot's going to happen because the fact that people were forcing others to get their crypto accounts outside the United States because they wouldn't be reported. Now they're starting to fall into some lukewarm and pretty soon boiling water because the United States and the IRS are now clamping down on these international countries and requiring that to be disclosed. So we're going to have to see, you know, what's going to happen. But I will tell you this, if you're trying to make your money in the crypto world, I would find another way because that income stream is going to be let's say, permanently canceled. Don't let being treated for pain be a pain. Come to Downtown's Healthcare, 950 17th Street in Denver. Find out how to reduce pain naturally without surgery, without drugs. Call Downtown's Healthcare, 303-292-9992. Now in Lowry or downtown. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary, void, or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. So we're going to have to see what happens. Um, it's, it's, it's interesting. Uh, and Microsoft is throwing users into a panic with the implication that its vulnerable antivirus tool is um, longer, no longer free. Um, you know, you're probably wondering why. Well, they were the only ones that were doing this. So I can tell you I don't use Microsoft Defender, but... They're now going to start charging for Microsoft Defender. Yeah, yeah, you heard me correctly. So Microsoft Defender is not free, 100%. So it's automatically installed for free. Um, but is the Microsoft Defender firewall free? Well, they will have it without having to download and install third-party software. But the question is, is there a cost for Microsoft Defender? And Microsoft is kind of skirting around this. It's it, They always do things very cryptically. Um, so Windows Defender is the malware protection that Microsoft provides, and it's included by default in Windows 10. It has no cost and doesn't require any subscription. But keep in mind that Microsoft will, will not contact you in any way, and it should be 
you contact them. It's possible that the call you receive will probably be fraudulent. So, yes, it is free, but it's not going to be as high-end as some other cloud-based products or other products because it's just an entry-level product. So I think they're trying to put some fear into people. Um, you know, I think that's really what they're trying to do. So the question is, um, do, do I get Microsoft Defender on Windows 11? Well, so um, do you need to have the antivirus software while in what we call the S mode? Yes, it's recommended. All Windows devices use antivirus software. So currently, the only antivirus software known to be compatible with Windows 11 and S mode is the version that comes with it, Windows Defender Security. So you're probably saying to me, John, what the heck is Windows 11 S mode? I mean, I know that's something new. So Windows 11 S mode is a version of 11 that is streamlined for security and performance while providing a familiar Windows experience to increase security. Now you can switch out of the S mode. Um, that can be done. Um, and the thing is this, so what, you're probably saying to me, John, what can't you do in Windows 11 S mode? I mean, I think that's the question that everybody wants. To. So um, in Windows S mode, um, means no Adobe software, no Apple apps, no non-Microsoft video conferencing apps, and no third-party security software. In short, if it comes to a Windows PC via a third party, it doesn't come to S mode at all. <laughs> that includes web browsers, and that's a deal killer for many people. So Windows S mode is kind of like this anti- um, open market software. They're really marrying you to the Windows platform. So if you don't like Edge, if you don't like other products, if you want to use Adobe, you can't. I think that's something that our government should break up. I think it's really terrible. And so when you switch out of S mode, you basically open up your administrative rights. It does not void the warranty. If you install something you shouldn't, uh, yes, it could hurt the speed, but again, they're trying to scare everybody. They're trying to make everybody so paranoid about having to be in the S mode. Now, you're saying to me, John, because nobody's saying this to me, John, how the heck, how do you get your laptop, this is what I'm hearing you say to me right now, out of S mode, right? That's what you're all asking me. So on your PC running Windows 11 S mode, you just open sitting, settings, uh, system and activation in um the switch to Windows 11 Pro, select go to store, and on the switch, uh, you can just switch out of S mode, similar page that appears in the Microsoft Store. So again, on your PC Windows running 11 S mode, open settings, go to system, and go to activation. In the switch uh, to Windows 11 Pro section, select go to store. On the switch, out of S mode, and then the page will appear in the Microsoft Store and select the get button. That's really all there is to it. Uh, so now you might be saying to me, so John, how do I switch back into S mode on Windows 11? Well, why the heck would you? So um, on your Windows PC, um, you basically uh, can toggle that, right? So to switch on S mode is a little bit different, but it's it's similar. And so switching um, on Windows 11 S mode, open settings, 
uh, activation, find the Switch to 11 promo, then select the go to store, and same thing happens again. So it's a way that Microsoft is kind of keeping you where they want to keep you. I mean, that's really the best way I can tell you. So, um, you know, the S Mode 11 is used to increase security as it only allows you to use apps from the Microsoft Store. And it's supposed to provide extra layer of security for your developers, but it has its limitations and it will not allow other third-party software, including other third-party world-renowned security software. So if you're one of those who wants to get out of S Mode, you can simply use your PC settings and Microsoft Store and it will resolve it for you very easily. Um, this is, in my opinion, a way to force people to stay on Windows products. Yeah, you heard me. It's a way of forcing people to stay on, on the Windows products. And specifically Microsoft's products. So Windows 11 has been having lots of issues, as I'm sure a lot of you have known about. And uh, the interface is different in Windows 11. So people say, hey, John, you know, what, what's, what's so different in Windows 11? And um, so there's a new design with a centered start menu and taskbar. Windows 11 brings a brand new, uh, somewhat like a Mac-like interface to the operating system. And it has this, they claim, a clean design with rounded corners and pastel shades. And it has the iconic start menu that we all know in the center. And when you want to log out of it, it's not on the left. That whole logging out system is in the center. So when you click on the start, you go down to the main, you click on it, it's right there. It takes a little bit of getting used to if you're not used to seeing Windows 11. So if you were to say to me, John, you know, what's really the difference? So you've got design. You've got the start menu taskbar. You got the snap layouts. Another new feature of Windows 11 is the snap layouts. It lets users organize their apps and Windows more efficiently by grouping them together. Similar to how users can group apps on the Android or iOS. Um, Microsoft stores all redesigned. You have Android apps, um, Teams, moving from Skype. So Microsoft has replaced Windows 10 Meet Now feature uh, by Skype with integration of Teams into Windows 11 taskbar. You have the touch tablet mode. Uh, Microsoft is removing the tablet mode included in Windows 10 from 11, and the tablet mode in Windows 10 makes users' PCs more touch-friendly when they use the device's tablet. So when Windows 11 acts more like an iPad, that means that when users switch their PC to tablets, they'll receive an experience that's optimized just for touch. Uh, you have virtual desktops, you have gaming upgrades, uh, performance improvements. Right now, I'm not interested in switching to Windows 11. I might think about it as we get into Q1 or Q2 of next year. But right now, I don't feel it's something that I want because I don't think Windows 11 is that stable. Just from what I've seen, I've worked on it with several clients. That's an issue for me. And, and I'm just being honest. And you might say, well, gee, it's so new. It's so cool. Um, Windows 11 is going to take a while till it gets to the maturity point where Windows 10 was. And you might say, John, even though it's not stable, can I still use it? Well, my advice is don't upgrade to Windows 11 if your company's flow includes a ton of different apps. You don't want to be playing the game of, is the connectivity going to work or not work? Let's wait till the manufacturers and uh, 
Microsoft has come up with a way to actually accept these applications, right? So again, if you have a home computer, you don't have a network, not a real big deal. But if you're somebody who's running all kinds of different uh, applications at work, and these applications predicate your business and revenue, well, I would tell you not to go to Windows um, Windows 11. Now, people are saying to me, John, you know, I just bought this laptop. And so they say, well, I got Windows 11, but I didn't get Windows 11 Pro. What is the difference? All right. Well, it's really, really simple. Okay. You go to these stores and they tell you that you're getting this great, great bargain, right? That's what they tell you. And so Windows um, 11 Pro is, is different. Okay. Um, what's different? Really simple. Because I could go through, you know, the differences with every little thing. But I really just want to hit on, I would say, some of the key things. Okay, so um, on Windows 11, we are all entitled to sexual health, just as much as physical and mental health. We want to make it easier for folks to find resources. However they engage with us, there's no wrong door. So it's important that people are able to get access to care that is affirming. Talking about what their sex life is, about their concerns, and to make sure they're healthy. Do it for them. Do it for you, Montgomery County. Your sexual health matters. Visit doitforyoumc.org. Home, you cannot set up with a local account. You have to use Windows 11 Pro. You have to set up a, uh, um, a cloud account with Windows 11 Home. I don't like that. You cannot join an Active Directory or Azure Directory um, from Windows 11 Home. Can't do it. There is no Hyper-V support on Windows 11 Home, only on the Pro. There is no Windows Sandbox on Windows 11 Home. Microsoft Remote Desktop. Okay, so it's just for the client only. On uh, Windows 11 Pro, you have more flexibility. It's not just the client. Uh, you have Windows 11 uh, and Home and Pro both have Hello, so that's all fine. I'm just going to talk about what's not on there. So uh, BitLocker device encryption, it's not on Home. It's only on Pro. Um, Windows information protection, only on Pro. Group policy, only on Pro. Assigned access, only on Pro. Dynamic processing, only on Pro. Windows Update for Business, only on Pro. Um, kiosk Mode, only on Pro. Maximum RAM, you only get 128 gigabytes on Windows 11 Home, okay? That's, that's a lot of information. That's a lot of memory, right? Most people aren't going to go that high. On Windows 11 Pro, you can go up to 2 terabytes. Maximum number of CPUs on Windows 11 Home is 1. On Pro is 2. Maximum number of CPU cores is 64 on Home. On Pro, it's 128. So you might be saying to me, John, you know, what is the difference? Uh, how, how much is it to upgrade from Home to Pro of Windows 11? I, I think that's really uh, what everyone is probably, you know, probably saying to me right now. What, what's really, um, you know, what's the difference? So it's going to cost you right around 100 bucks. Okay, to go to the upgrade, because when you buy these computers and they come with home on them, 
you know, you're going to have to go and buy the pro version. That's something I think you're going to want to know about because you're getting this laptop and it's so cheap. But you can't use the features that you're used to. So if you came from a, a Windows 10 Pro machine and then you try to go to 11, the question is, if I have Windows, people have asked this all the time, John, can I upgrade from Windows 10 Pro to Windows 10 11, uh, Windows 11 Pro for free? Okay. So you'll be able to upgrade to Windows uh, Pro for free, yes, the more powerful Pro version for uh, Windows 11. And it's not home, so you have to worry. It's designed to be installed on new or clean PC upgrading from an older version of Windows is not supported. So designed to be installed on a new or a clean PC only. Upgrading from an older version of Windows is not supported. What does that mean? Well, in the older days, you were able to take, like, for example, before we, we had 7, we went to Windows 10, you could do a migration, right? Pretty easy. Now, when you do the upgrade, on your computer, Microsoft does have uh, a Windows 11 upgrade tool, okay? So but when you go buy it, this, this is what they're really referring to. So you could do a Windows 11 installation assistant. You can create a Windows installation media, and, and that's all fine. But I want you to be very clear that Windows 11 Pro is not very, very stable. You still have it... Um, an installation media creation tool. You still have all that good stuff. But one thing people say to me, John, can I, and this is a big question, can I roll back Windows 11 Pro to Windows 10 Pro? Well, you can only downgrade to Windows 10 within, get this, ladies and gentlemen, 10 days of your upgrade. So if you upgrade to Windows 11, let's just say uh, on the 1st of uh, June, well, you're only going to be able to downgrade up until June 25th. Not what you want to hear, is it? Um, so it's because it uses a lot of space on the computer and they need to get rid of those files. So that's really the reason. So the question that a lot of you guys have been asking me, is it worth it to upgrade to Windows 11 Pro? Well, one thing you have to realize is that Windows 11 Pro needs the TPM feature, the trusted platform module. And that's essentially required before you can even start the upgrade from 10 to 11. Uh, so it can store the encryption keys and it has to be activated. OK, uh, you're also going to need to use uh, Windows 11 uh, requires um, the, the what I call it, the secure um, boot capable of having the UEFI BIOS enabled. And so you have to have the TPM trusted platform module as well uh, on there. So uh, there's some benefits, but I feel Windows 11 is not where it's going to need to be for another six months to a year. That, that's my own personal opinion. Just from what I've seen at clients, from what I've seen on, on machines, I don't like it. I'm used to having my menu at the left. I don't like having it in the center. It's just, it's not for me. I think there should be an option to allow me to put it back there. That, that's my feeling. I just don't like it. And um, I know a lot of people that don't like it. And a lot of people that upgraded Windows, I'm like, oh, I didn't want that. So again, a caution. If you go to upgrade to it, you only have 
so many days before you can go to put it back, right? So um, again, in case you're wondering that, how many, how many days do you have to roll back? Who remembers? How many days do we have to roll back a Windows 11 install? How many? So you have 10 days to revert your system to Windows 10. Okay. So uh, in that case, you don't have to worry about files uh, disappearing and things like that. And so I think a lot of people have been on the fence about it just because of that one little caveat. And uh, again, needing to buy that TPM chip, which a lot of times costs anywhere from $50 to $70 that you can go buy. Some motherboards don't even have support for that chip. So, yes, it has a lot of benefits, but I don't think we are in the position with the level and the quality of where the state of the current operating system is that it can be considered stable enough to run for businesses. If you want to use it for your college homework or your home and all you're doing is typing and printing, not a big deal, all right? Again, if you want to use those other browsers, make sure if you're buying a lot of these inexpensive laptops that are typically sold to you in the S mode. And if you want to get out of the S mode, I told you how to do that. Ladies and gentlemen, I am John C. Morley, serial entrepreneur. I want to uh, invite all of you right now to pop on over to, yes, our Eventbrite site, Um a little bit easier way to get there for you. I'll give you a quicker way to get there. It's really simple. You can just go to jmoreevents.eventbrite.com. And uh, once you do that, you'll be able to um, you'll be able to register for our birthday party, which is yes, it's coming up. I I, I cannot believe our birthday party is coming up. So we not only have our show. Uh, that's coming up, as you know, um, very soon in, in July. But tomorrow um, is only one day before we're going to be celebrating the Jay Moore Tech Talk shows, unboxing and reviews, turning two years old. So next this week's kind of like a double bang coming up. We got the Sunday party at the Oakland Public Library. We're going to have cake. We're going to sing happy birthday. You can go ahead and get tickets at jmoreevents.eventbrite.com. It is completely free. We're going to be live broadcasting there. We're going to have delicious cakes, some giveaways, and it'll be a lot of fun. And we're hoping to have a lot more of these in-person events. I hope that you have enjoyed this um, show today and um, that uh, you share this with your friends, your colleagues, and your associates. Because, you know, we are creating so much compelling information to inspire you, to protect you, to educate you all about technology. I thank you so much for watching, and I'm going to see you at our birthday party that's coming up in just a couple days, actually just about two days at the library. So I will see you at that birthday party. If you are in New Jersey, remember you do need to get a ticket. It is free, but do go ahead and get a ticket, and I will see you there at the Oakland Public Library in New Jersey.
suffer from chronic hip, knee, or shoulder pain? Avoid drug dependency and surgery with Downtown's Healthcare in Denver. Downtown's Healthcare offers regenerative therapies that stimulate the body's self-healing process. Call Downtown's Healthcare at 303-292-9992, now in Lowry or downtown.